I wanted to start out, again, I think I did this last week, but I want to start out again by saying thank you to our Patreon supporters. And that's because a lot of people have, over the past week, uh, you know, he's in a, this is like a super weird situation for everybody involved, which is everybody. And um, a lot of people have lowered their patronage. A lot of people have canceled their patronage. And we've gotten several messages that I haven't forwarded to you guys that are people apologizing for it or saying, like, I hope I can come back to it and everything. Please don't feel like you have to apologize for that. Because I totally get it that right now is tough and uncertain for a lot of people. And spending dollars on some podcast is one of the least important things on your mind right now. Don't sweat that. So if you if people are like changing patronage to us or to anybody else, don't feel like you have to explain it. You really don't. But I do want to say thank you to everybody who's um, you know still on that list. And I hope anybody that's not is still enjoying the show and will get a lot out of it regardless. Uh, anyway, I just want to call that out because I don't want people to feel bad about being in any situation right now. Everybody's in such a weird place that, you know, it's just the way it is. Don't sweat it. But big thanks to the people that are helping us out who are supporting this show and making it possible. We are very, very grateful for every single bit of it, um, especially our top supporters, Corey Ward, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, Maker and Training, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks, You Can Make This Too, Odin Leather Goods, Jenny and Davis, and Albert Woodworks. But like I always say, there's a big long list of other people that help, you know, with a dollar a show or with a dollar a month or whatever the situation is, and they all... Um, mean a lot to us and we're going to keep doing the show and trying to put it out there for everybody to enjoy whether you're on that list or not Um, but the people on that list any supporter at any level gets the after show which is a little extra a little secret stuff a little behind the scenes Um, so you know if you want to do that go to patreon.com slash making it if you don't want to do that totally cool if you have to change it right now or forever totally cool we get it I just wanted to say thank you. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Stuff is weird. It's getting super weird. Super, super weird. It's uh it's almost kinda it's it's not it's 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 hard to even discuss it, like because it's just so weird. But you know, I was talking yeah. to Taylor late last night, you know, we're both worrying about, you know, future money and jobs and everything else. And I said it's 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 not much of a uh, uh, it's not much of a solace, but everybody is in the same boat. You know, people mm-hmm. that expect to get paid and people that need to pay, everybody's in the same boat. So for whatever it's worth, it's like we're all moving through this together, like everybody. But we each feel our own personal, you know, upset about it, of course. You know, it's everyone's yeah. it's it's just so weird. It's it's almost it's almost I don't even know what to say, but it's just so so weird. But we're all going through it. Everybody in the whole globe is going through it. Casey uh, Neistat put out a video a couple days ago about his friend Dan, who has the virus. I watched it. Yeah, I watched Dan's video too. He started talking about that. I think one of the coolest things that he said in that, and it's exactly what you're saying, is that this is the first thing that any of us can remember that it, there's no bad guy, there's no yeah. them. It is all of us, yeah, everywhere at the same place. It affects all of us the same. You know, we are all as susceptible. There's nobody doing it to us. It's, and that's the thing that I think it makes it super weird. You know, 9-11, uh, any kind of wartime stuff, any of that, there's always feels like there's this other, right? There's this, 
opposition that is coming after us or putting us or someone in danger. And it's really weird not to have, this sounds weird even to to say, but it feels strange not to have somebody to blame. (laughs) I don't want to blame anybody, but like, we're used to that. We're used to that as a, like, we can place blame and feel like these are the bad people that are doing something to us. Good people. And it's just not that way. You know? And I think, I don't know. It's a little bit encouraging because it feels like we're all on equal footing for the first time ever. And that's probably not even true because we're not on equal footing. Some of us are still super, super fortunate to be in a place where we're safe and healthy. So I don't mean it in that way. But we are all as uh, likely to get hit by it, I guess, if anything else. We're all on the same team. It's weird. Yeah. And and that's kind of cool. Because I don't think there's been anything that gives that feeling that we are all should all be pulling for each other and you know kind of lined up next to each other to figure out how to handle this. So it's so weird because when Jocko left here and he was getting ready to go, I dropped him off at the airport or what did we do? No, I dropped him off at the train and then he went from the train to the to the airport down in the city and then made his way to Italy. But his concern was that he wasn't going to be able to get back home because things were heating up there. And I honestly was like, wow, that's that's a crazy problem to have in Europe. But, you know, thank God it's not here. And now it's here stronger than it was there. And it is just surreal. Like, I, I, it's, I, I'm at a loss of words. I don't know what to say other than, you know, what what I've been doing is just trying to keep busy and doing what I do. I'm hoping that, you know, the advertisers and the little bit of income that we make here and there kind of continues because at this rate, anything is possible. Yeah. And uh, just keeping it lean. It's just Aaron and me and Taylor sometimes, but Taylor's usually working in her own studio away from us and uh, just keeping busy fiddling around you know i just got this I, I bought that lathe last week that i talked about and you're like jimmy another lathe really <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's becoming a, it's basically becoming like a little bit of the project we got baby chickens too to keep us busy and just like toilet paper baby chickens keep getting sold out at the tractor supply so oh yeah i bet so the morning we picked up the lathe we happened to be driving by a tractor supply so we stopped in one that i don't usually go to and they had just gotten chickens in so i bought 30 of the chickens and uh, Aaron and I and Taylor are just kind of nurturing the chickens. If if I keep everyone keeps saying, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm in the country. I got uh, home protection, for lack of a better term, and I have chickens, so I think I'm going to be good." That's what I say. Because <laughs> the chickens will give us food, <laughs> you know, in the way of eggs. I don't, I don't, I don't eat the chickens. I eat the chickens' eggs. And uh, it's weird because, like last night, we went for a run. We were going to go to Walmart. And we were halfway there, and someone's like, "Maybe Walmart is closed," because it was me and Taylor, my friend Ryan, who lives down the road. And we looked, and Walmart closed at eight o'clock. First time mm-hmm. it's been closed in fifteen years. It's a twenty-four hour Walmart, and they close it. They're going to close. They're going to be open for a twelve-hour window every day. And it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah, it is really strange. I, I was a little encouraged. Um, I've been I've been encouraged in a lot of different ways. I don't want to say that, but um, yesterday I went to the grocery store for the first time in a couple of days. You know, we've been trying to go every few days, just get a you know 
the basic stuff for a few days and not try to like overbuy and not try to hoard stuff and not try to. It does go time, quick though. Family, it does go. We have quick. a family of six, yeah, yeah. so we Goes have fast. to get. I have to get like probably what looks like an unnecessary amount of food to feed four kids for a few days, right? So it looks like I'm buying a whole lot of stuff, and really, it's like. Now we're just kind of getting the basic stuff. But anyway, uh, over the last week, every time I've gone, I try to go so that I'm the only one out of the house. And um, every time I've gone, it's been a little like, oh, wow, there's there's even less today than there was. Oh, that's weird. Oh, it's, you know, yeah. that feeling. Sure. And then when I went yesterday, I was like, oh, look, the meat aisle has meat. Yeah. People aren't. Hoard- oh, look, there's toilet paper on the. Th- oh, look, there's milk. Oh, it's leveling oh, wow, off a little feels- bit. This feels normal. Like, and I know that that's just, a, it depends on the time of day that you go and when the shipments come. And I know that, but it was a little bit of a, like a, oh, okay. I had the you same know? exact feeling. Like it, like it, <laughs> felt, say, it felt exactly a little better. So, that, I mean, that was good. And I think, you know, as long as people are continuing to be reasonable about that, it will hopefully level out and kind of be there for everybody when they need it. Um, just from a, you know, food perspective, if nothing else. We did think about getting chickens, though. Uh, after seeing your, like, little baby chickens, I'm like, oh, well, that's a thing we've always talked about, and we've never actually thought we could pull off. Maybe we should get chickens. Like, that'd yeah. be weird. <laughs> it's a fun activity. Like, oh. I mean, like, even yeah, even though I could imagine the kids would love it because every day, like, Aaron just texted me just now. Aaron's been checking on the chickens, too. And he just texted me. He said, everything's good. Hmm. Yeah. We might do that. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> it would be fun, but <laughs> it's just another thing. And then I'm also like, I've been wanting to get another dog for a while. Don't let my hear my kids hear me say this, but I've been wanting to get a dog for a while. And I'm like, oh, this would be a good time to train a dog because we're all here and we don't have other stuff to do. And we, I mean, we do have stuff to do, but you know, we're yeah. actually here and we could pay it attention and give it, you know, bring it up the way you want it to be brought up and stuff. <laughs> And so I kind of like secretly started looking around. I'm like, maybe we can find a shelter that has a dog and we can go, you know, all the shelters are closed. <laughs> They're not yeah. allowing people in. And I'm like, oh man, but that's probably for the best as well. Hmm. I don't know. So Dave? what's been, uh, what's been something encouraging Dave? Yeah. For you, like what's, this is all weird. <laughs> There's a bunch of negative, but is there anything positive, anything encouraging that's been going on with you in the last week? Um, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate to I'm, I already work from home, and so um, I have uh, I have the problem of I have too much plywood sitting around, too much scrap wood sitting around. <laughs> um, it's a yeah. terrible problem, I know. So I think you know I leave the house once a week to go get food. Uh, I'm good on supplies, and so I'm not. I'm not really worried about myself as as far as work, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And um, Kelly's home um, from work a lot more. She still has to go in a couple days a week, but uh, she's home a lot more. So that she can hang out with the dogs and uh, also gives me time to go out. And I've been working on the go-kart build quite a bit. So, um, you know, positive things i'm i'm just doing more things to keep me even more busy than i was before and doing things that i like so trying to make things feel as normal as possible and and um we've been lucky enough we've been able to get the food that we need you know the stores definitely have been limited choices but still you know we're 
we're totally good. So I'm just I'm just keeping on, keep moving and and doing what I do. And uh I've been really, really happy with how the go-kart build is coming out. I've kind of surprised myself because this is something totally new and I've never done before. And the we have a video coming out in I think it's going to come out on Wednesday. Dan's editing it right now about tube bending and tube notching. And it's kind of like the first part of the go-kart build. And I'm just happy with the, with the progress I've made. So I'm just trying to be as normal as possible without leaving the house. Yeah. I got a weird situation coming up with uh, my lease on my, on my Jeep ends real soon. So I have to, get another oh. car i don't know I, I don't know how to do that right now so i don't know if the huh. dealerships are open because at midnight tonight ohio has a mandatory stay in so it's only emergencies and necessities and you can actually get pulled over or um uh, the local police has the rights to stop you so i gotta i gotta figure i gotta figure some things out like jimmy wow. keeps saying it's just weird and but I'm trying to make it as normal as possible and enjoy all the things that I'm fortunate to have. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, that is a strange thing about the car. I, I was talking to somebody, um, Bobby Fisher actually is a big supporter of all of us, and we were talking on Instagram last night, and he um, is selling a house and buying a house right now. And he was talking about how it's going to be weird because closings uh, in the state that he lives in, they've, or maybe a federal thing, they've, they've added a grace period, like a no penalty grace period for closing on a house right now, because obviously like people Mm. can't just like get together and do that thing. And so they were in the process of trying to close on one to buy another one to move. And now that whole thing on both sides of it is just like paused. Oh. What a weird thing, you know, like everybody involved in that one particular situation. What a weird thing to be sitting on houses and be like, I, we need to move, but we can't move, mm-hmm. but nobody's trying to make us move because nobody else can move. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Really strange. I guess there's going to be a lot of that and there's going to be this weird when everything starts to churn up again and starts to fall back to normal. Eventually there's going to be this weird domino effect of like, okay, well I have to close on my thing and now you have to close on your thing and we just got to figure it all out together. I I hope you know, not like I want to be first so that I can draw penalties on everybody else. You know, <laughs> down the line, like that would be terrible. But uh, it seems like we're heading me, towards. Uh, I was going to say it just seems like we're heading towards like mandated grace periods for everything. I don't see how. Yeah, I, would I don't see so. how it can't it can't not happen. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, it, that's something we're all going to need. Everybody on every side of everything from every perspective is going to need some grace from the people around them, the people that they deal with about trying to figure out what's next after this all settles down. You know, that's after the immediacy of like figuring it out right now, when everything settles, we're going to have to be patient with each other. I really hope. Um, I was going to say for me, this has been a really strange week. Um, The guys came in, to work like normal on Monday of last week. And they were here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they both had off Thursday and Friday. Anyway, it'd been scheduled. And so they were out those two days and I was kind of looking forward to having, you know, a couple of work days with nobody in the shop and I could just kind of do stuff that I'd been wanting to do and kind of play around and, um, it's like a, 
it's like yeah it's like a free free day for me when nobody's here and i don't feel responsible for keeping people busy or like you know being productive it's just kind of like i get to play around for a couple days in the shop and then over the weekend i decided uh you know that they should not come back uh we have the virus here in our little town which is a bummer uh but it, it has shown up here and it just doesn't make sense you know all of us have kids all of us have mm-hmm. different situations we're connected to different people in different ways and it just doesn't make any sense so today we're going to be figuring out how to keep being productive and um, keep everybody engaged and we're in a really fortunate position to where for a, a considerable amount of time the money aspect of of all of our team getting paid is okay and I'm not worried about us not making it or not <laughs> making it. Um, make it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not worried about that stuff. So I'm trying to figure out how to keep us occupied and busy and productive. And I actually have a really cool idea that I don't want to spoil yet, mm. but I'm excited. I have something that kept me awake last night because I was so excited about it. Oh. That's pretty cool. Um, but it's been weird from that perspective because it's like I have this I have employees who are friends and I'm trying to figure out how to do best for them and how to keep this whole thing moving. Um, that's one weird part. And then the other weird part is that the kids have been home doing school from home. Uh, and that's not been as weird. Like Jenny is taking the majority of that on her and because I'm still trying to be productive down here. And so she's running a lot of that stuff. Um, I've been helping out a little bit here and there and just trying to help when I can on that. And that's been really good. And that's weird. I think I think I hear a lot of people complaining about their kids being home and like having to figure out how to do the job that the teachers do. <laughs> and I know it's not hard. I mean, I know it's not been easy for Jenny to do a lot of that work, but it's actually been really good. Like the kids are enjoying working from home and enjoying getting the attention from their mom throughout the day instead of through from a teacher. I don't know. There's been some like really good different stuff that I, I, I guess I see other people complaining about or, or, you know, maybe the situations are just different, but it's actually been pretty good. Not a hundred percent good, <laughs> but pretty good. And um, it's given us just a lot more time as a family, family, obviously. So we're, together we're watching shows together we've been watching lego masters which is a super fun lego building show and it's good for kids and adults to be interested and it's getting us talking about engineering together and talking about building things and um we're playing more board games the kids are outside they have like dedicated school time they have dedicated go outside and stay out there time which has been really awesome you know for them because it's like they don't have the excuse of, well, I was at school all day, so I just want to be home and like relax. We're like, nope, you were at home all day. Now go outside <laughs> and play <laughs> trampoline for hours. Um, I wonder if, if uh, you know, a couple years down the road, if we'll remember this time as maybe not a as a time of fear, but as a time of everybody hung out as a family for a few weeks. I hope know? so. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think I've already seen good in our family. I've already seen good come out of uh, being forced to slow down. We were about to go into soccer season, which is like 
it's only our second soccer season as a family, but you got four kids on four different teams playing four different games with two practices a week. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of, you know, me and Jenny split up and take kids <clears throat> to different fields to, to practice different nights of the week. And it's just, it's just like, go, go, go trying to get everybody their own time to do their own thing. It was about to get really crazy and busy. And now we are forced to be in the same house a lot together and slow down. And I, you know, that's not something we probably would have made ourselves do. And I think that's really good for us right now. And that's, so that's encouraging. Um, even simple stuff like, uh, there's a board game. There's just like Star Wars strategy board game that I've been interested in trying with my oldest son because I think he would dig it too. And I w- there's never any time to do that. And so beginning last week, I ordered on Amazon. We've played it like two or three times already. He loves it. I'm totally into it. The other kids want to learn it. And it's a thing that like, oh, this is a thing we can all do together that we wouldn't have made time to do otherwise because it just wouldn't have made sense. So... I think it's there's been some really good obviously we're not we're not out of this yet um you know things will still be difficult and new and stuff but so far I've been encouraged um in the time that we've had <clears throat> together as a family and and I think um I think a lot of people are getting good out of being confined but then there's this also restless part of us all that wants to be productive and wants to go do stuff yesterday i saw um jen woodhouse who's a content creator a friend of ours she actually lives in the same town that i do and she was posting about she was curious she had this new video that they'd been working on and she was going to put it out on youtube and she was really anxious about putting it out she was like it feels kind of trivial to put out a diy project right now because everybody's dealing with thinking about such big, heavy, long-term stuff. And she was asking people's opinion on, you know, like, should we keep doing this right now? Or should we just put all of this stuff on hold? And my initial thought was, um, I think people need it. I think people want to have an escape right now. They want to have something that can occupy their mind and maybe give them an idea to have something to do, whether it's now or later. And it was really interesting because she put that out and then immediately we got a tweet and I think, I think you guys were, uh, yeah, you guys were both in it. This guy, Craig, who I don't know, he tweeted, content creators have become my Corona escape. I get overwhelmed and retreat into, and then he listed a whole bunch of different people. Anything you can crank out over the next few weeks will be so appreciated. And I was like, ah, Oh, we have a job to do. That like got me fired up. I'm like, we have, we can make an impact. We can be positive for people right now. And I sent her a message immediately, like a screen capture of that tweet. And I'm like, do it, Jimmy. You're on mute. I can't. My video, uh, my video that I put up just a couple nights ago was uh, this audio engineering table that I built for a friend of mine who he's got a he's got sort of an amateur small setup. He's not a he's not a professional audio engineer, but. It's something he makes music, kind of like the way you guys make music for, you know, whatever thing, short films and stuff. And he said, uh, I just want something in my apartment. So I said, give me dimensions. And we're like, wow, that's going to be big. He's like, well, it has to come apart. I was like, why don't we make it collapsible somehow, some way to get in the elevator? Because he lives in a New York apartment. Anyway, I put the video together. And the whole time I'm putting the video together, or rather I'm working on the shooting, I'm thinking, you know what? I should do a voiceover for this and just put it out there and not try and put a Patreon video 
make it a Patreon video with the voiceover. Just put it out there because it feels weird to just put another silent video out and not at least address the elephant in the room and what's going on. And so I talked a little bit through it and telling people, you know, just giving some tips. I I put a couple of extra tips in there that I otherwise wouldn't have put in there because I used them elsewhere. But you know how it is. Not every one of our followers watch every single thing all the time. So any, if I put the, the tip in six different videos, I'll get the reaction six times. You know, the people that have already seen it might whine a little bit, but most people are like, oh, that's cool. So I think that's what I'm going to do going forward for the next couple of videos is probably do a voiceover and just pepper it a little bit more, make the edit just slightly longer. This edit was 18 minutes. And just because what else are we going to do? You know, the fast pace, everything slowed down. So and I did get a lot of a lot of praise for doing the voiceover and just, you know, talking directly to the fans. But it just felt it felt needed. It just it didn't felt awkward if I just put out another silent video of me just pretend like, you know, we don't acknowledge what's going on. So Yeah. It's a little bit weird for that because we're actually ahead on videos. And so we have the next few weeks worth of stuff already shot and like almost finished editing. And it does feel a little weird to put it that out without acknowledging the fact that everything's super weird, but like it's already done. Like we're, <laughs> I don't want to not put it out or I don't want to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, I, I think everybody understands the, the schedule and the way things are. It just seemed the timing was right for me to just do that. And, yeah. And I was anxious to get the video out. I, I have a, like a little group of guys behind me that takes the video and, and put certain tags in it to try and get, better seos out of these videos and uh, so i just i sent my buddy adam a note i was like dude i just put it up whatever i go if you feel like going back in and tweaking it when it's up because he'll go in and put in different tags and stuff anyway he's like okay no worries but it's just it just seemed it just seemed necessary and i might start doing like i'm gonna do uh i think i'm gonna do <laughs> don't laugh i'm gonna do a bandsaw bandsaw video of me just talking about all my bandsaws <laughs> How can I not laugh at that? <laughs> <laughs> then I'll do one about my lathes, <laughs> my lathe collection. <laughs> so I might do those in the next couple of weeks. I've owed people my collection videos for a long time. It's been about uh, three or 400,000 videos, you know, past, not three or 400,000 subscribers past. I used to every 100,000 put out a, a collections video. And so anyway, in honor of that and in honor of everyone sitting home, I'm going to do the bandsaw. Uh, I'm going to hopefully get my vlog out this week because I have some obligations in there, some timely things I need to announce for uh, some of my advertisers. So I'm going to try and get a vlog done by Thursday. I got some good content for the vlog. I got some uh, good pieces. Like I'm like a news reporter now. I consider segments of the vlog, segments of an, of an episode of news news show. And so I got a couple. I, I interviewed a friend of mine who's a patent attorney. Well, when I you guys remember, I you know, I was in Kansas two weeks ago before everything got super weird. Literally, like just before the gate shut, I was in Kansas. I got I got home Sunday, and then that that Wednesday is when everything got weird. And uh, I met a patent attorney there, and she immediately like went on the computer, and she's like you know that your trademark is abandoned. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, your name Duresta is a trademark that somebody trademarked and got abandoned. I had a lawyer. He was my trademark and patent attorney. And then he got ill. He got super ill. He's, he didn't die, but he had to literally change the course of his life. He got some, some nerve disease. He may have gotten Parkinson's. I'm not sure, but we kind of lost communication and he basically pushed all his clients onto somebody else. And I never followed up with him. I never really like he, it was at a time when I think we were moving three years ago when he started trademarking Duresta. 
anyway, so she put all the balls back in in motion. So I'm trademarking my my logo. I'm trademarking my written logo, and so. Uh, Andrea, I talked a little bit about her on Instagram a couple weeks ago. I told everybody because when she met me, she's like, "That's it. I'm starting a YouTube channel today." So she started a YouTube channel. She had one, but she's like, "I I went on. I put one video on it two years ago." So she's been nurturing her YouTube channel. Really small start, but she's really big on Facebook. She's like, "That's my jam. Facebook is where I do my thing." And so I was like, "Put it on YouTube. Those things will be ever present and searchable." So I have a little interview with her, and I have a couple of other things. I'm rambling, but. Yeah, it's just time to hunker down. And like when I think about editing the vlog, I'm like, because that's what I always do. Because it takes so long to put all these little segments together. Then I'm like, what else is there to do? It's not this. <laughs> I gotta, you know. It's like, what's what are my options to just ignore everything and just sit and watch the chickens? Oh, well, that's possible. But <laughs> you know, you just got to get it done. And, and and you know, I talk with Tail this morning. And she's like, should I finish this or should I finish that? I'm like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep moving along. You gotta inch everything along. Every one of those projects that is sitting on your bench, even if you get bored with it, just spend an hour on that project and then put that one down and find another project and put that down and then pull out the, pull apart your closet and reorganize it. And, you know, you could segment compartmentalize yesterday we worked on the new lathe which i'm working on which is getting complicated the wiring is all screwy and then we put that down and we did yard work i started a fire i burned all the scraps and stuff that just accumulate through the winter and you know that felt good cleaned off the back porch i have this big giant picnic table on my back porch which we always sit at when the weather's nice a lot of times i sit out there in the summer and edit out in the back porch in the open air clean that off and got that ready and then this morning it was snowing which is just so bizarre it's just today it seemed like it was it seems like it was going into spring like real spring yesterday and uh, we got the chickens to keep keep me busy i've been really doing every single day i've been getting the eggs and every single day i'm checking the water and the because you when you have chickens for three years it gets to a point where you're just like oh have you looked at the chicken did you check the chicken i don't know when's the last time they were out <laughs> like oh i thought you chickens <laughs> i thought you let them out three days ago no no i didn't <laughs> so i've been really keeping up with the chickens they're looking healthy and the feathers are good and uh you know it's just making new routines we're all going to have new routines that come out Speaking of this of health, I think it's, it's it's important when you if you're home a lot and you don't get into the habits of doing stuff and keeping busy you tend to eat a little bit more maybe you get a little bit lazy you don't you don't exercise yeah. and i was realizing this over the weekend when i go out and i'm working in the in the metal shop doing the go-kart stuff i l- totally lose track of time as for, for for some reason we're staring at jimmy's crotch now i'm not sure what's going on there <laughs> um <laughs> There's a reason this is not a video podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry, I just no. My cat was messing with my hard drive, so I had to swat him away. I didn't mean to show you my nether regions. Anyway, David. Anyway, go ahead. So I, I was just like, I'll, I'll go out in the afternoon and I'll start working on the go kart, and then all of a sudden it's like 10 p.m. I went through that entire evening, didn't eat dinner. I just was like totally into what I was doing. Time flew by. And I didn't find myself like being bored and snacking and whatever. And I think keeping busy is really important just to your mental and physical health. So you don't get into the trap of just sitting, watching Netflix, you know, 
keep yeah. moving. Yeah, I think I've been trying to get out and run. Um, where you know, like this whole winter, I've been working out inside or running on the treadmill, which gets to be just super monotonous. And I really hadn't run outside yet because it's been so cold, and luckily it's warming up right now. So I'm I'm trying to get out and hit the trail and hit the roads and stuff, and that's been really really good to get back to. And that's a thing that you can do. Uh, I, I know not everybody's into running, but even walking, like that's a thing you can do by yourself safely away from people outside, and it's totally worthwhile. So if you've ever thought about maybe getting into walking or running or biking or something like this is a pretty good time. You know, you've probably got the free time and um, yeah, that's a good advice to stay active and find a way to be active. Even if you've not been before it, we um, yesterday, we've been trying to keep the weekend. This is really weird. We've been trying to keep the weekends like normal weekends. So the kids did school all last week. I tried to work normal hours all last week and we're going to do the same this week. And then Saturday and Sunday was like, Oh, these are our home days. <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to stay home today, you know, and play. Um, but I still was getting a little stir crazy yesterday. So I went around the house and started looking for like, we have a screen on the front door that was a little jacked up that needed to be replaced. So I did that. And then, um, you know, worked on cleaning up the back porch and went around the outside of the house and like picked, you know, uh, weeds and just like little stuff, like you're saying, Jimmy, just to try to make some little progress on the things that you never, you know, that are never high enough priority to, to do during the normal week. And so then I was finally like, oh, I can go down in the shop and like look at the bridge port. I can stare at it some more and see if maybe it'll magically just do its thing without me touching it. And, uh, so I went down there and like, I had, I started, um, I put the vice on the other day, finally got the vice on, I got it locked down and I trammed it. I guess that's, I guess it's tramming. I don't know. I squared it to the table, which I guess is maybe not tramming. Um, anyway, I got it square within less than a thousandth from side to side. And I don't know if that's good. It felt like that was pretty good, but Maybe all the machinists will tell me that that's not even close to good enough. What'd you I feel like it was pretty good to me. You got to trim side to side. Just, I was just reading a message. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's on his phone while we're recording the podcast. Yeah, I put the vice on, got it, yeah. got it locked down to the table, and then got it from side to side. You know, from one side of the, the jaws to the other yeah. is within a, a thousandth. Right. So I felt like that was pretty parallel. It's pretty good. Kevin might tell you it's it's okay. But I think it's good. <laughs> Kevin Lazar. Well, he can he can come down here and fix it. No, it was it was it was nice to like get it on you know on the thing, get it pretty square, lock it down, and I'm like, that's there. Like I don't have any reason not to try to cut something now. Like so far, it had been, you know, like well those remember the pieces you were talking about last week the the little T nuts that go into the table that were too big. Oh yeah yeah. Now you got to cut. Yeah, them. The, I kept using that as an excuse. I'm like, well, I can't put the vice on because those aren't right. So like, I don't know. You know, Jimmy d- wouldn't tell me how he dangerously <laughs> made his correct. So I don't have a reason to. You know, I was coming up with ex- excuses. <laughs> so the other day I took those T nuts and it's a little inside 90 degree corner that needs to be shaved down. And you I was do like, it with a hand file a grinder. Like, why don't yeah. I just like I put it on the belt grinder and just meow and. It was totally good. And then he fit in there. Then I was like, well, now I don't have any excuses not to uh, put it in there. So I got the whole thing set up. I grabbed an end mill, which is the wrong end mill. I know it was a four flute. You don't need that. Put some parallels and a little scrap of aluminum in the jaws, in the vise. And I'm like, I 
there's nothing stopping me from actually running the bridge for right now. I don't know what I'm doing. I may <laughs> hurt myself or hurt the machine, but there's no reason I shouldn't do it. So I turned it on and moved the thing through and cut some slots and cut some little steps in a piece of scrap just to do it. And it was so cool. Oh, it felt it. so good to like all this time, all this money that I put into this thing and like being scared of it. And I'm still scared of it. Be really clear about that. But like it did the thing it's supposed to do. It felt really good. I just had the, the same excitement about all the tube bending for, for the go-kart. I, I kept putting it off and I kept watching the videos and worrying about templates. And and then when I did it, it just worked. It all just worked out. The <clears throat> The only piece that I screwed up is was the smallest piece on the go-kart. It's, it's a piece that's like three, four inches long. And I tube-notched in, in too much and made the piece too too small. So that's the only piece that I had to redo. Everything else was came out perfect. And I just kept staring at it. Like I did that. I can't believe yeah. that I did that. And it worked. I always I, I always so tell my students, I always tell my students <laughs> that like so I'm gonna talk about two things. First thing is what and what you just said. I always tell my students, like the you wanna create something so like the next morning, the first thing you think of when you wake yes. up is I wanna run to the shop and look at it. Like I those are the type it. of yes. that's the type of mm. stuff you wanna create. And then uh, talking about old machines and how Bob, you're afraid you're gonna break it or you're intimidated by it. I always have to remind myself, like the lathes and the machines I have, all these things I have that are all vintage. I ask myself, oh, I'm going to screw it up. And then I have to remind myself, am I the first person to do something stupid on this? The thing is 100 years old. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the first person to jam it, get it caught up, break yeah. a bit, snap something, stall the engine because I completely binded something. So. Just got to remember that you are not the first person. I mean, if you dropped it off a truck, you're probably the first person to do that. But even that, like, I'm. Right. <clears throat> it's funny. I was looking at that motor last night. I had a. Te- I took the whole front of this giant motor apart last night, and I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it, and I see one of the studs that screws it shut is brazed on. It's like welded, but not from the factory. I could see it's a different color mm. metal, and so I looked at it and I was thinking to myself, I'm like. If that was done, that means this piece was completely dismantled from this machine. So somewhere, sometime, some repairman dismantled this whole motor frame and fixed that and then put it back together. So I'm like, if he did it, I could do it. And so that's what gave me the encouragement to start pulling Mm. the whole front of that motor off on my Instagram story. I probably should have done a video about the whole lathe, but whatever. I mean, it's, I just figured it was just slowly cleaning stuff. It's kind of like a little mundane. So I'll just keep that dedicated to Instagram stories as I fix it. And <clears throat> the wiring harness inside was full of a mouse nest. So I got all that out. Didn't seem like they did too much damage in there. But the big problem, and it's so funny going back to the lathe. <clears throat> I do, started searching on the internet the other night for like any indication of how to put this switch back on. And I found a picture of the lathe I now own in the place that it lived. It was sold on an auction. It was sold on an auction in 2016. And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, wow, that has the same like paint swatch that mine has. And I'm like, holy, it's all the same parts the guy gave me. And that was the indicator. And I looked and it was from Pennsylvania, as he's described. He said he bought it at an auction. It was on the second floor. And when he came to pick it up, it was on the ground floor. And somebody had cut the switch off. And I was like, why would they cut the switch off? It makes no sense. But looking at it now, the big giant motor, all the wires went through the frame of the lathe and came up and around the leg and mounted onto this big switch. 
And to take the motor off, it only takes two bolts. You could remove the entire motor to move it down a set of stairs or out a window, whatever they did. They probably like, oh, we can't get the switch through the frame bed, so let's just cut all the wires. They could have opened it up, mm. marked it, and dismantled all the screws and done it properly. Instead, they just literally, it was like snipping the head off a snake and being like, okay, here's your snake. Now you can put them back together. But <laughs> so I have this, I have 14 wires sticking out of the motor, which aren't labeled, which go to a switch. It's a three-phase motor with four positions of speed. Mm. And so that's where the forensic starts. I'm going to get myself a super tiny (laughs) microscope and and match the cuts, the snipped cuts to the other (laughs) snipped cuts. I don't mean... Are they like... I mean, are they different colors? Is there there any indication on the... uh, It's 14 black wires that go to 14 black wires. (laughs) And there is indications on... So I showed it in the Instagram story. The wires that went into the switch have a little metal cuff on the end, right where the where the eyelet is. That would go, you know, it was made when it was made in the factory in the in the nineteen forties. And right at the end of the wire is a cuff. It says wire. It, there's one to fourteen. So there's one to fourteen wires, and that wherever that is on the big barrel switch is its position to make it work. Oh, okay. but that's the last six inches of every long wire that comes out of the motor. That is not no longer connected to the. So I I was all encouraged saying like, oh okay I could see the positions on the switch now I just need to make sure I know the wires so it also took the whole motor apart to see where the wires lead into the motor and it's just a it's like looking at a bee's nest and trying to pick out the same bee you just isolated in your mind's view two minutes ago yeah. you know it's <laughs> it's I don't know what we're gonna do Patrick is optimistic if I can get at least the four. If I can get the position where it's at full speed, I can then use those wires and then use a VFD. But oh, right. Bigger problems have been solved, so I'm not I'm not that I'm not that worried about it. Just yeah, and you may be able to find a wiring diagram for that not that machine, but for that switch. You know, because yeah, I mean, that's well, the thing is like well, that's what I'm saying. So right now, coming out of the motor, I got 14 or 15 wires that all go to the winding. And yeah. the winding is just one big nest of like tightly packed. So I don't know yeah. if there's a if there's a a testing thing. I could isolate the what wires go to what winding or what. I mean, I I don't know. It's it's like looking at somebody's brain and going, okay, remember that thought you had a couple weeks ago? Let's find it here. Looking at the convolutions. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's when you ate the ice cream. Oh wait, no, that isn't. That's when you thought about ice cream. So yeah. <laughs> 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 I love how Jimmy's brain works. Yeah, me too. It is like looking at it's like looking at the convolutions of a brain and like trying to figure out. <clears throat> I'll send you guys pictures later. You'll see what I mean. So even with yeah. a wiring well, diagram, you wouldn't know what is what unless you got it out of unless you dismantled all of those wires and started from scratch. I think so. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it's all like tightly wound together by some probably a woman in a hairnet in the 1940s in a factory. Yeah. You mentioned bees. That's another thing. I ordered two boxes of bees to start up two new colonies, and I'm supposed to get them on April 4th. And now I'm wondering, like, I wonder, can I go pick up my bees? Or is that going to be, are they just going to, I don't know, are they going to stay in a box? Like, they're not going to survive that long in a Mm. box. I don't know. (laughs) I just, I'm uh, curious if I I, can go get them. I I, I had to send uh, Jocko a whole bunch of stuff, and of course, we, we, I, I, lackadaisically uh, waited a little bit and then I was like, we were talking and I said to cheer up, I'm going to send you a box. So I brought the box into the to the post office last week 
And the woman just goes, really? Italy? Really? Nothing's coming or going from Italy. Really? I was like, oh, okay. Sorry. She's like, come back mm. in a couple of months. It's like, oh, God. It's funny how you get like... Well, I think my bees are coming from New York, so they're... Right. You know. Well, New York is just as bad as Italy these days. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. Sorry. True. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a present. I got a, I got something special, which uh, I just was getting the email just now, which is why I was not paying attention. I just my, It just arrived at the shipping center near my house. I got to go pick it up. I, I'm getting an injection molding. Wait, let me guess. Is it a bandsaw? Nope. Nope, my new obsession, injection molding machine. Ooh. It's a desktop injection molding machine. That's I'm going to get one of those. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do. I've been talking to them as well. Yeah, Super yeah. Cool. Yeah, what is the name of the company? I don't I don't have to look it up. AS, ASPX, I think. ASPX, yeah. A, no, APSX, sorry. APSX. That's like a dyslexic, learning disabled idiot like me. You could tell me the name 45 times and I won't remember. I have to literally write it on the palm of my hand and study it for three days. APSX? APSX. Yeah. So that is the name of the company and they sell injection molding machines. And they said that it, the owner basically said, I'm having a hard time getting noticed. Would you want one of my machines? I said, sure. And he was pleasantly surprised to find out that I have a lot of experience with injection molding over the years. Because I used to design and develop toys that were all injection molded. So, yeah, I'm excited about that too. They um they sent me an email and like it started with, "Do you want to make custom action figures?" And I'm like, "Yep, you have my attention." Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so there you go. Now you know how to get to get to. Bob. I love it when a company. I love it when like yeah. a corporation, like I, I don't know a better way to say it, but acquiesces to what we do and is just like, we need attention. Let's turn to YouTube. And, you know, it's like the perfect mix of like, I'm curious about what you have. Yeah, sure. I'd love to play with that new technology. Sure. Send it over. Why not? And, you know, I think it works out for everybody. We get to learn a new technology, sitting home, quarantined, and they get to show off their machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting um, to play with. I don't know when I'll get it. but Um, So to switch gears a little bit, over the next indefinite amount of time that we're all going to be kind of staying home things are i would imagine going to get weirder and less normal (laughs) what are your plans like what do you have do you have anything that you're looking forward to doing that you just wouldn't you've never made time for or i don't know is there something you're looking forward to like something that you know is positive in the future around this whole unknown well, these, these are the moments where, like, life-changing decisions take place. I mean, obviously, everyone keeps saying nothing's going to be the same going forward. But it's moments like these where, you know, you start a regiment. Maybe it's, you know, jogging or exercising or or it's like it's now where I begin to learn fusion. It's now where I begin to learn a new language. I mean, I'm just talking about familiar things we keep talking about. But now is the time where I'm like, you know what, let me get out in the garage and put that Corvette back together that's been sitting in pieces for the last 15 years you know, now, now is the time to clean out the attic and throw away the skis. You know, so I think, but more longer term, more longer term uh, decisions, it's a good opportunity to make those longer term decisions. You know, I talk to my parents every day now and just to check in with them, you know, that's, that's a great thing. I don't talk to my dad that much. I mean, we talk about once every week, once every two weeks sometimes, because he gets busy and I get busy. I travel a lot. 
But now we talk every single day just to make sure, you know, we know what's going on. And it's funny. We even run out of things to talk about. He's like, okay. You know, he never gets off the phone, but he's like, I give Kelly, get him. I'm like sapping his energy. He's like, okay, I'm going to go now. He hears about every other word I say to him anyway. And, uh, and, you know, it's stuff like that. I mean, I'm communicating with my siblings more often. And it's just a consequence of, of what's going on. You know, those are the type yeah. of things we got to take advantage of. And hold on to. I think that's an important thing is like yeah. this this new stuff that we're, I don't want to say forced, but we're kind of being forced to do that we wouldn't do otherwise. Like, man, if we can hold on to talking and staying in communication with people that we don't normally communicate with, just checking in, if we can keep that as a habit going forward, ah, think about how much better everything will be if we just are a little bit more connected when this is all over. What about you, David? Do you got anything going forward that you're... I'm excited about looking forward to yeah i'm trying to learn how to film by myself grabbing uh grabbing the smaller camera and just um vlog style like i had to shoot a video over the weekend without dan and that was the first video i shot without dan in a long time and it was super weird it's am i in focus am i in frame and going back and forth and i'm like this takes a long time and uh but I do want to, I want to take the camera and just go to the park and maybe film me shooting some photographs and talking about what I'm looking for. And, and, uh, so I'm, I think I'm just excited about taking the time to learn how to shoot by myself, which sounds weird because most people do shoot by themselves, but I got used to the fact that there's somebody always there checking me and make sure I'm doing it right and correcting me and, and, uh, you know, when you have somebody else filming you, you get to concentrate on the one thing and the expert who is good at filming is concentrating on that thing and, and it helps the the end product. But yeah, I'm just I'm just going to take advantage of of the time and expand, I guess. I just talk about how my brain works. I just had a funny visual of you you wanting to vlog style alone. Now imagine if imagine if you made like a fake arm out of like plywood and stuff and wore it as a harness like right over your other shoulder. <laughs> so in the camera's view, that'd always be like an arm, but yeah. underneath this arm, both your arms are free to do what you want. Right. So it's like you have three arms. <laughs> so in this picture, like project video for you right there. No kidding. Like the third arm. Call. I'm going to call it the third arm. Trademark. Thank you, Andrea. Yeah. Patent attorney. The vlog arm. Yeah, vlog, vlog arm, arm. Yeah. vlog arm that's it make like a harness that hooks onto your other shoulder so it doesn't fall off and you got to make sure you would put the sleeve of the color shirt you're wearing that day on the arm mm. <laughs> so you also have to buy three sleeved shirts <laughs> and, <put> a- <laughs> and there's like a little bit of a haze of like the thumb in the corner of the shot which is, just has to be it it could be even just a oh, piece yeah. of tape mm. that seems like it's your thumb near the camera lens but you have two free arms <laughs> to do stuff <laughs> yeah yeah genius <sighs> I'm with you, David. It's going to be kind of weird to, you know, Anthony's not going to be here. And uh, I have not filmed my own videos for the most part. I've done a little bit, but, you know, in I, I have three years, two years, three years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going to be a little strange uh, to do, but I think it'll be an interesting challenge, you know. Um, I have a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. And I, I want to use this time to set up some new ways of doing things and some new 
just some new ideas so that when everything does go back to normal, we've got new stuff to pursue a little bit more. We've already got new things that we were working on um, that are still going to be in motion, which are like things out of the shop, which is really cool. But I'm looking for ways to do some new in-shop stuff, some new types of videos that we can carry on after all of this is settled. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the whole family thing, I'm, I'm still looking forward to uh, figuring out how to to help the kids uh, continue to learn and continue to be, to have what they need in this time of where they're stuck at home. And I think that's, it's a little, for a lot of people, I think that's a little daunting and a little scary, but I, I'm interested in the challenge of challenging them through this. So I think that's really cool. Um, we already talked about Patreon, unless you guys have anything else you want to chat through today i figured we could just talk about stuff that we've been watching or interesting things we already talked about patreon you guys have anything else you want to cover today we didn't really have a talk no i this is just uh, stay safe and take this opportunity to do something you otherwise wouldn't have done or you know that that yeah. that low priority that you on your to-do list now's the time to i just it. want to say before we started last week's show Bob said before we hit record, like let's let's keep it positive. Let's only talk about positive things. There's enough negative news and enough uh, negative posts already, so let's keep it positive. And then we've, I think, for the most part, we've talked about good things today too. So I I just want to say thank you, Bob, for keeping this in in line with what I think people want to hear. So you know. I think going forward, we'll just we'll just try to keep finding good things in a bad situation and and improve upon that. What else is there? What else yeah. is there? You just got to keep moving along inch by inch. Like even this morning, Taylor said something. Should I should I weld these today? I'm like, yeah, it's just one more step in the in the direction of being finished with that project. So you can do another one. Just keep inching along. And if it's juggling three projects in a day, do that just to keep your mind occupied. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I'll go first with stuff that uh, to recommend. Two things. One, I'm sure everybody's seen it, and if not, you need to see it, and you need to share it with everybody that you know or people you don't know. Mark's Ro- Mark Rober's new video about germ spreading is awesome. And we watched it, and then we got the kids together, and we're like, all right, everybody, watch this video so that you understand how crazy this is. He does this cool experiment where he takes this germ powder. It's like, not germs, but it looks, it's like an invisible powder. You put it on your hand and then you can see transmission of this powder from person to person through shaking hands and through all this stuff. He does it in a classroom of third graders, I think. It's pretty fascinating and it's Mark, so it's a lot of fun and really well made. Um, so definitely go watch that one. I'll link it in the show notes. But the other thing I wanted to, to point out or recommend, if you are a creative person, uh, if you do creative computer type work, um, and you're stuck at home. Forby told me about this. We've been talking about this company for a while. There's a company called Affinity. It starts with an A, Affinity. They make pieces of software that are actual competitive replacements for Adobe products. Now, I don't personally have a problem with Adobe, but I don't really like paying the whatever ridiculous amounts of money I have to pay every month for each one of our employees to have that software. And... Right now, 
And so we've been looking at this this company's software as a replacement anyway, because instead of buying it, paying for it every month, it's 50 bucks for a Photoshop replacement. And it's 50 more bucks for a designer, which, uh, sorry, an Illustrator replacement or an InDesign replacement. 50 bucks hmm. and you own it. You're done. Okay. Right now, they have a thing going to support creative people where you can try the all of those for 90 days for free. Now, this is not sponsored. It just, this blows me away. It's 90 days for free, so you can have all of those tools to work with while you're stuck at home to learn and to continue to create content and stuff. But also, they have a 50% off discount. And I just went and bought them all. 75 bucks, three applications, you own forever, Mac, Windows, iPad, and you're done. And I'm like, what a cool thing. Like, these people are giving creative people software to use for 90 days to like continue to do their thing. And I just wanted to support them. So I just bought a copy of all three of them so that I can learn them. And then if they work for what we need, uh, at least some of my guys will probably kill off our uh, Adobe subscriptions and just use these Uh because we only have to work with each other. So I think it's super cool. Uh, I started playing with two of the applications, the Photoshop replacement, which is called Photo, and the Designer, which is an Illustrator replacement. And I'm no genius in either one of those programs. So I use a very small tool set. And within two or three minutes, I was able to replicate anything that I've ever done in Photoshop (laughs) or Illustrator in both of these things. Because I, you know, I mean, I'm not a pro. I, I don't, so it may not have every single thing that like a professional designer would need. Um, but man, for me, like I paid less for those three applications than I would pay for Adobe Suite for one month. That's crazy. And they're mine. And there's updates. They're free updates. It's not like you're going to have to pay for another version of it soon. Anyway, this is super cool. Um, if nothing else, just go get the free trial and give you something to, to learn and work on for 90 days. I think it's awesome. That's what I had. Uh, mine is a silly Instagram account. The guy is named Nick Ramage, Ramage, and he does these. He his Instagram description is perfect: sculptor of useless machines and absurd devices. It's just cool stuff. It's great to look at. There's some cool little engineered mechanical art pieces. Uh, I, I think I discovered them either through Colossal or Juxtapose Magazine. One, one of those posted it. I'm like, this guy is super cool. So uh, it's just a really cool Instagram account. I wish he made videos on how he made some of this stuff because it would it would definitely be my favorite YouTube account. Um, so I keep getting these, these army-style documentary style uh what do you what do you call those films where they call them uh like a educational film from the 40s and 50s i keep getting suggested and one thing that popped up this week is periscope film you guys ever heard of this it seems like it's been around for a bit it's got 180,000 subscribers and it's uh preserving our mo- our nation's visual past for future generations and it's all like from the home front making bullets uh how to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> it's all kinds of crazy films from, you know, war propaganda to um, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's crazy. And it, it talks about psychology of soldiers, but like done with cartoons, you know, it's, it's all 
wartime, well, for the most part, it's a lot of wartime stuff, but there's some other stuff in there as well. There's uh, there's car commercials from the 60s and 70s. It's, it's weird. It's just all films that probably otherwise would have just went unseen. So whoever runs this channel is finding these old films and preserving them. And I watched one this morning, and it was great how they manufactured. Of course, they were manufacturing bullets, but just the manufacturer and just the American ingenuity that went into wartime, which is unbelievable. And now here we are in a situation where people are needing masks and and medical equipment and stuff, and how everybody's ramping up to do the same thing. I'm sure it's going to really get put into motion shortly. And people keep asking me, hey, would you be willing to make these? Would you be willing to make those? And I have I have to really study, you know, these opportunities and see what would be best. Because um, everyone's like, oh, you have the tools you can make? I'm like, well, I mean, I have a lot of other things to do. I really have to take a look and see if I'm the best qualified person to do that. So, you know, I, I know it's been going around to the maker community. Hey, everyone chip in and make this and make that. I just want to make sure that if I do start that effort, it's going to really make a difference. Not just a vague yeah. effort. On that point, um, keep an eye out on my Twitter and on um, Smarter Every Day's Twitter. We've been working on something over the past few days to try to have a, a, defin- a kind of definitive list of the efforts that are going on around all those ventilators and masks and all that stuff because it's spread out. Everybody's working on different stuff, and so we're trying to consolidate a list, a resource list. So keep an eye out as we get closer to publishing that Um and we're going to try to just keep it updated. But there's a bunch of different designs out there that are happening, some of which are not good, some of which are dangerous and, and will give a false sense of security for the masks. But then the ventilator uh, designs that are out there, some of them are overly complex. Some of them are less efficient than they need to be. And so... Just keep an eye out. We're, we're trying to find like the, the best, most realistic stuff that can be produced uh, by with the least amount of equipment and material. And we're going to try to make a list, a resource list, so that if somebody does want to get involved and help build or contribute or whatever, then we have a singular place that all that stuff is listed. So keep an eye on my Twitter and probably Instagram. Once we get closer, we'll publish that. Hopefully this week, probably before this show even comes out. Um, that's One thing that's kind of weird that I was thinking about after last week is we record this on a Monday, but it doesn't go out until Friday. And It's a world away for this week, you know, in weeks like this. Yeah, that that this stuff is changing so quickly right now. That does feel like a really far time from now, but I don't know if we can... You want to post Wednesday? It. We could. We can talk to Brandon and see what's what he wants to do um, if he can edit, you know, quicker. We'll figure that out. Um, but our, our schedule may change if that's the case. So, yep. yeah. All right. You guys got anything else for this week? Mm-hmm. Just Keep stay moving. safe and stay positive. Stay positive. Yep. What else is there? Stay positive and keep, uh, you know, check on the people around you. Check on your friends and your family and people you haven't really talked to in a while, just reach out, say hi, see what's up. I think it's good for everybody. Yep. Thanks for listening to our silly podcast show that we do. Thank you for being here, for hanging out with us, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Yeah. And I want to see everybody's version of the vlog arm. Got <laughs> <laughs> yes. okay, nothing to do, make a vlog arm. There you go, man. <laughs> and send it to Thank Dave. See you next time. Bye. Love you.